Welcome to another episode of The Station Podcast. My name is Adam Longster. I'm joined as always by Samuel Phoebe Mugabe. We both as a Station Podcast endeavour to look at films and media through a curious lens, picking out themes and concepts that we find interesting from them. This week we are looking at the Duncan Jones 2009 sci-fi film, Moon. Sam Bal has a three-year contract to work for Lunar Industries. For the contract's entire duration, he's the sole employee based at their lunar station. There is no direct communication link available between the lunar station and Earth, so his only direct real-time interaction is with Gertie, the intelligent computer whose function is to attend to his day-to-day needs. All Sam wants is to return to Earth to be with his wife Tess. With two weeks to go, he gets into an accident at one of the mechanical harvesters and is rendered unconscious, injured. He awakens back at the station in the infirmary. Gertie tells him that a rescue team named Eliza will come to the station to clean up the aftermath of the accident. After his recuperation, he takes an unauthorised trip back to the broken harvester where he discovers another Sam. He begins to doubt his sanity and then his true identity, then the company. The two Sams learn that they are two of many who are periodically killed and replaced every three years. The older Sam returns back to the crashed harvester, where the other Sam returns to Earth in a shuttle. A third is woken for the rescue team to find. So, hello everybody, and a very belated welcome back to the Station Podcast. We have been dark for a few weeks now for for various life reasons, Um, but we're back and hopefully we'll be sticking to a bit more of a a kind of regular schedule um, after this episode. Um, Today we're going to be looking at the 2009 uh, Duncan Jones film starring uh, Sam Rockwell. Um, Moon, which holds quite a special place, I think, in both myself and and Adam's heart. Um, and Adam, do you want to explain to the to the listeners why why Moon is so is so special to us? Absolutely, um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's kind of fitting that we're coming back on this because yeah, for me and Sam, uh, we did this in college, basically. We were given the trailer um, in our in our music course and said, "Well, you have to remake the the kind of the the trailer sounds, the foley for it, the uh, the kind of dubbing the the vocals and everything." So we've kind of become really accustomed to it as a film, uh, almost like you know it's a sort of been we know really it well. ingrained. Yeah, exactly. Like it became kind of like I don't know a meme between us as a as a group. Yeah. Because now we, we often reference it, we often talk about like the trailers. So it's it's one of those films that I suppose has been ingrained in my mind for some time. Like even when I revisit it back to it now, like I, I totally remember all the lines from the trailer, and it's it's almost like oh yeah that happens, and oh yeah that happens. Yeah, and it's it's a it is a it's a cracking film. Um, I think it's really good, and it's a, I mean I really like Sam Rockwell. I think he's a fantastic actor. I think he was great in Jojo Rabbit. I think he's fantastic in this. Um, he's pretty good in the in the kind of remake of the Hitchhiker's Guide, which isn't fantastic, but he's he's good in it. He always gives like a solid performance, doesn't he? Yeah, he always. Yeah, like- I think he always gives a solid performance. He's really adaptable. Uh, you know, um, he doesn't. He's not one of those actors. That I think he generally gets like typecast. He he can kind of do a bit of everything. Um, and yeah, I always think he's very underrated for kind of like the performances he gives. Yeah, he, he always flies under the radar, doesn't he? Like this film is pretty much him. I mean, obviously, this is a film that we've both seen quite a few times. We watched it in college. I think I'd watched it before then. It's it is one of my favourite films. I think it's probably always going to be in my top ten. It's probably usually in my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So what are your kind of first impressions of it, Adam? I mean, I, I saw it a little bit after we did it in college. So we did the trailer for it. And then I, I left it for a couple of years because everyone was saying, and I knew it was going to be a film that I was generally going to enjoy. Like it generally had the the cinematography and the ideas. I'm always attracted to those kind of strange, um, very odd kind of films that experiment with new concepts. Like sci-fi is obviously a genre I have a lot of reverence for and enjoy a lot. And in the trailer, it doesn't really pull any punches. We're visiting it today. The concept's pretty much straight out there. There's two versions of Sam Rockwell, also that Sam Bell, um, that we're presented with. And we we get to know what the concept of the film is really sort of battling with quite easily. So when you go into it on a, on a first viewing or a second viewing, as this was, was my second viewing yesterday, um, you kind of... You you kind of are really acquainted with the idea, and it, it it's kind of weird that that was very nonchalant, really. That the film just kind of throws you in there with, look, there's two versions of of you know of Sam, and it it's almost like that sort of like in Rick and Morty when we see it, like it's it's a very sort of almost mundane thing when you see many versions of Rick. You know, or you know, or Morty, uh, mm. in any of these kind mm. of uh, divinations of you know, it's almost like ah, uh, you know, and I think that the film almost takes that sort of approach as well. So it is kind of like I don't know, it's uh, it's very it's very familiar in that sort of sense. What about you? It does, it is, yeah, it's it does go kind of into the sort of psychological thing of him being like what what's happening to me, and I think as an audience on the first viewing, I think as you said, it's the way that it it kind of introduces the new clone is that they kind of wake up and then he sort of wakes up so there's a lot of kind of scenes of him waking up in a in the infirmary so you're not you're not quite sure like who's the clone and who's the original so obviously it turns out that they're both clones and the original sam's been back on earth for for quite a while but it does really kind of there is this acceptance and i think that's been a thing that has been in a lot of films that which we've watched that kind of flirt with things like you know like um being john malkovich and things like that where there's a really odd thing happening. This is really strange. You've just suddenly woken up and there's another you kind of doing skipping, like jump rope, like mm. just randomly exercising. And you're kind of like, and also not really engaging with you. Like there's this odd thing at the start where the kind of clones don't hit, the other clone won't really, they won't really talk to each other. They're very kind of like, almost standoffish against each other and kind of like aggressive towards each other even. That definitely was something present that i felt there was a, a different difference between the characterization of sam who's just woken up and sam who's been uh, alive three years on the base obviously we get to know straight away that they're both they're both clones i mean i think that was revealed in this uh second third or the second third of the of the film we get to learn that mm. we know that this main sam who's been on the base is a clone which, as a revelation, is like this is an inconsequential life. We mm. it doesn't really matter because this is a clone of the original Sam who's back on Earth, who's lived a, a normal life, what it seems. But yeah, there's almost this hostility and difference between the characters. Like the new Sam we see is incredibly aggressive and incredibly you know hostile to this new Sam who's who's or this old Sam who's kind of like greeting him like oh I, I just want to shake your hand and you know I, I can I, I just want to feel the touch of a you know another, yeah, another person even though it's me like that is 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 really freaky like if you put yourself in that situation where you wake up to another version of yourself it's not just like 
you you pass A about it like <laughs> yeah okay but then what is also odd is like that the the new Sam um is very much kind of from the get go is like you're a clone and I'm a clone and the original kind of Sam who's who's lived there for a few years is like I'm you know I'm Sam Bal I'm the original Sam you're the clone and he's kind of like well what makes you think that you're the original Sam as well and obviously yeah it turns out that there's been there's been loads of them because I think I know when when I first watched that I didn't quite get why the clones died I thought mm. it's like oh they've just kind of genetically made them so they'll only live for like three years but I think actually what it seems to be is that the the kind of radiation that's on the moon is so damaging that after about three years it yeah so like the clone that went go in the end like the the newer sam goes back down to earth would probably live like an, an actual life down there i think that it's the reason why they kind of keep the clones kind of keep different clones is because the radiation kind of energy on that side of the moon from the sun is so um or the, the kind of solar radiation is, is so high that it will it just kind of will kill them because yeah the 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 older Sam just his body starts very quickly disintegrating doesn't it like you know he, he becomes pretty much a mess I think by the middle of the film because he does he get punched by the yeah. new Sam or like his nose is broken by him um, but obviously he just doesn't fix as he says it 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 happens way too easily though he's like I barely even touched you like you know. I mean, he still got him in like a headlock and was like <laughs> brutally kind of like um, beating him. But, you know, mm. um, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting... I didn't actually think of that, but that possibly could be the, the, the reason. I, th- I thought they engineered the clones to only live yeah, a certain amount of time. But- the same, but I swear there's there's a thing where they're talking about like the radiation and kind of radiation poisoning and that's why he's because quite a few of them their like hair starts coming out and stuff like that so I, th- I, th- I think that is maybe what it's hinted at it might not be it might just be that yeah like they've just kind of engineered them to live for a finite amount of years well what i was going to say is interestingly enough in this new rick and morty episode there's there's decoys which is this this film kind of differentiates that it's clones like there's lots of different types of doppelgangers this is clones so they're they're copies mm. or duplicates of an original but what happens is, if you notice, in life, if we, we duplicate things or we, we copy it, like if you use a copier machine, you know, um, and if you do that or scan something in, what happens if you do it loads of different times is that it deteriorates over time. Mm. Like, you know, it loses that quality each and every time. You know, if you notice, if you take a picture of a picture of a picture, it just keeps, you know, which I thought that yeah, could have been yeah. a really interesting... I, I don't know if that's what the film... Like, as you say, that on your first watch... That was your kind of interpretation of it, um, and I think that was mine actually as well. That the, the clones were deteriorating. I mean, it could be the the radiation, but I think that's really interesting to to think about. Is that after time, if you keep you know, like copying this original image, mm. it's going to kind of like you know be really misconstrued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when we deteriorate, see it, or if you copy the copy, yeah. Then you know, like, as if you've ever if you've ever photocopied something and then kind of like make a photocopy of that copy, then that photocopy, you know, it isn't going to be as. And then if you kind of kept instead of like photocopying the same one, if you kind of kept going down it, they're going to get less and less sharp, more and more. Just the the quality is going to deteriorate. So there's definitely something interesting, I think, about that. That you, I don't know, it's it's almost like you can't just keep creating like the same thing again and again. You can't keep cloning the same person again and again because they'll kind of change and deteriorate well i don't know if that was a kind of a concept that the the film was trying to hit upon and was actually trying to express is like 
this is not viable. You can't, although, you know, you could make, you know, a replica of, of a person, you know, are they really going to be sustainable for that amount of time? You know, mm. are they going to be, you know, is life kind of that, uh, that mutable, that kind of like dispensable that you can just, you know, keep like, you know, making yeah, another one, yeah. make it like a proxy. And I think it definitely says something about, because a big, a big theme of this film is, is this kind of like um, evil, evil corporation, like Lunar Industries that's, that's, you know, kind of getting Sam to run these harvesters and, and harvest this sort of helium three, um, which I think is like a power, it's like an energy source, isn't it? That he sort of says they have to send back to earth. And it is really this kind of like, the individual versus this big corporation and it actually turns out that well it's not he's not really an individual he's a clone which i guess is it's maybe hinting at that's kind of how these big corporations see people is just being interchangeable parts within the kind of cog that is their kind of capitalist system and actually you know if they if they could and were allowed to yeah they probably would you know like i could definitely imagine some corporations which i won't say um <laughs> cloning people to work in their various um factories and, and warehouses and whatnot well it's how dispensable the life is really like you know these these you know clones have the exact same understandings and feelings as a normal human normal human being sam sam bell who's on earth exactly the same kind of mentality they remember the same things they're implanted with the same memories yet there there is a team and we see at the end like the guy has an ar like 15 rifle or something like you know oh christ yeah they're ba they're basically like a kill team aren't they they've come to wipe out this clone that's just lived a little bit too long basically haven't they like they've just come to to shoot him basically yeah they, there's no the... there's no tiptoeing around it like they're a death squad they're they're out to get to get blood yeah they're like engineers in inverted no, it's commas like rescue I think is what crew. they're kind of like a rescue the, yeah the res rescue <laughs> yeah. like they were and i mean as i say the new sam kind of sees through that straight away and the old sam as well they both know and realize they're not here if, to if rescue. there's two sams here like yeah there's there will be no sams and then they'll wake up a new sam but that's very scary to think and it is like a scary thing i remember feeling that each time when you've got that counter of like 17 Ooh, hours yeah. 13 hours like they're coming um that is a scary idea to think that these these people you know because they are people like even as sam says in the end of the film like you know even to gertie he's like we're people and i don't know if that's quite like interesting like he says it to gertie like it, you know i don't know if there's an understanding of like we may not be like proper humans but we are still people but we, we deserve yeah, yeah. humanity and being trapped fairly and there's an interesting thing is that with gay because obviously he's like programming or well, their programming is is to kind of help sam um and it and, and but then obviously they have other programming to kind of keep these various things secret like to keep you know the fact that they can actually there's a jammer that, that, that means that they can't communicate with earth it's not because i think sam does see like gertie talking to lunar industries like having a conversation it being live and they kind of realize that there's there's all this thing about these solar storms or something that have knocked out the communications but actually there's like jammers around the base that have done that but then there's always this interesting thing with this kind of ai that like because some of his programming is to sort of like help and support sam that he can kind of go against that other programming um you know in the end i think he, he sort of does he's the one who um helps you know kind of helps him and sort of says like you can you like erase my memories so that i don't know what's happened 
so that you know you don't get found out and things like that why do you think gertie eventually like because why is it that he seems to, you know, because I'm sure that their programming must kind of have, like, in, in when we examined 2001 A Space Odyssey, that was about, right, the mission is more important, which you think would be a more then, logical process for a, you know, a machine, a robot, a programming system. They just stick to, right, okay, this is the mission. Yeah. And I think... I think that's a, it's a big theme in a lot like if you it, like Isaac Asimov's like iRobot like the book there is a big theme in that about kind of the programming dif- when you've got different protocols so like there's one um because obviously that's what all the robots in there are built off the three laws of robotics and one of the laws is that a robot can't has to like obey the orders of a human but it also it can't put itself in danger and there's one where this robot's been told to go to a certain place and it, it, the person who sent it there hasn't realised that this, I, it's, I think it's some kind of eruption or, or some kind of leaking gas thing that would kill the robot if it got too close to it. So it gets to a point where the the kind of, it's, it's programming to not put itself in harm's way reaches a kind of point with how much harm it's going to go if it if it follows those orders so instead of going and finding it it just kind of goes around in circles but then it won't respond to anything because it kind of gets stuck in a loop and they have to i think in the end they have to create more danger near it so it will move out of this kind of you know this kind of point between where it, it feels like it's it's kind of you know if it went any further it's disobeying one order but if it came back it's disobeying the other yeah and i think a lot of ai things like this it's it's that same sort of thing that in some way the the kind of protocol to to help sam has i, I don't know overrided or you know it's it's malfunctioning slightly the other protocol you don't i don't know it's that that kind of things of lots of calculations are going and obviously at some point that what sam's asking it has kind of overridden what it's been told by like lunar industries to do i mean it's a very ambiguous message isn't it or the instruction or caveat that it's it's given which is help sam bell uh and i suppose yeah if you were to follow that it's a very sort of it's a very simple instruction you know if that is the main protocol and the priority and it sort of um surpasses anything else and and kind of takes Mm. priority and precedent then that's probably what it's going to do. It's probably going to help out Sam Bell, but I don't know. There's a humanity in that. There seems to be a lot more um, dedication and love. We can sympathise with uh, with kind of Gertie in this more than we can do Hal in 2001. Yeah, and I think Hal is Hal has actually like malfunctioned. It's it's like it's kind of described in the book as like a neurosis that, mm. that because the two kind of protocols are basically he kind of I, th- I think it's kind of described as he he goes the kind of ai equivalent of of kind of going i guess insane he goes he goes insane and he the the kind of his logical conclusion is that he has he has to kind of protect this mission this thing from being found out um which is why he he kind of cuts the you know like the communications to earth kind of keeps trying to make it so they break and if when they get because that's where um they could be told basically the secret and then know that he's been keeping that secret from them so he kind of tries to get rid of that thing and then kind of goes to you know the extreme lengths of actually killing people to kind of keep that secret from from being revealed really and and again you know even when you use like a word like neurosis or kind of 
insanity you know mm. you're imbuing those characteristics on you know machines or you know things that are supposed yeah, to be yeah. just set up as like you know trying to humanize your, your laptop you know and say like oh it has a there's a name and it's it's called uh it's called bertie and like you know i think uh, i think one of my laptops actually is called gertie and one of my computer <laughs> desktops called hal <laughs> i always right. like i always name them like ai ai names really wow. um I think mine's yeah. called my my old one was called Deep Fort, but it was D three three T four T. Yeah, but it, it's a thing. Yeah, it's weird things that yeah we we name them and you do. I don't know. Like when my computer isn't working, I'll get frustrated with it. Like you know that's going to actually do anything, and it's you know it's just some ones and zeros have have not worked in the quite the right way. It's got not you know getting frustrated with it isn't going to help or you know yeah talking to it isn't going to help but we do i think we do like to treat them like maybe they are a bit more than they are but then our ais are maybe a bit different to that because they are for all intents and purposes like intelligent in a different you know like when there's that bit where he is like disconnecting Hal's like higher thought function and it is almost like it is the equivalent of him like killing hell really well it's like removing brain cells that i always thought about that as like you know you're kind of unraveling the the mind matter you're like right i'll take that out there i'll take your cognitive functions i'll take mm. that like you know uh your frontal cortex like that's always what i thought is like and it's really that's a scary thing to think you could you know yeah. go inside and there's there's that weird thing in um just to kind of to come back to me there's that weird thing in like he he has all these little post-it notes that he's obviously put on Gertie over the years. And I think there's one on the back that says, like, kick me. Kick me. And then right at, near the end, after he's kind of helped him, he, like, grabs it off and crumples it up. Yeah. When he's kind of resetting his memory or something that he's kind of, like... I don't know, it's almost like this. here's this little connection with Gertie that he kind of, I think, like, gets that he's helped him. Well, again, um, Gertie, I think, is, is played as a very sympathetic character. There's a very sort of warmth... Uh, I think it, uh, to Gertie in the film, um, like he obviously cares about Sam. You know, is programmed to care about Sam. Asking him, you know, um, sometimes maybe unnecessarily sort of like you know nice things. Do you want any hot sauce on your beans? You know, which I don't know if mm. it's a usual question. Like, how many people have hot sauce on beans? That's really weird. But... I think I don't know if that's just showing that. I think that's the kind of like you know that he's been alone for so long that he's just you know to kind of spice up his food because yeah. it's so bland or whatever he's like just having these really weird flavor combinations because we do get this like you know near the start we get this tour of almost i don't know it kind of feels like he's on the edge of maybe just like going insane you know he's he's talking to his plants he he does start seeing people before he the other clone gets woken up and he has those like little that chart of faces of like how he's feeling every day of, yeah like, yeah and uh, and that that humongous balsa wood model that of that kind of village that he's that he's created that's just well, I mean, massive. I think that the visions are probably the most uh, troubling, probably thing or telling. Yeah, I, I think the rest of the things are kind of like yeah. If you'd been in an isolated environment for that amount of time, yeah, you might revert to like speaking to yourself or making like crude little drawings of how you feel. I mean, the plants thing is pretty like you know, I think that's normal. Yeah, people do that. It's pretty normal. I think yeah, the visions I thought were probably the most kind of like uh, probably ambiguous and sort of nebulous point of the film like i don't like we get this vision of this woman in it who's in like in a yellow dress with like black hair 
but we never see mm. what she's i mean i think yeah possibly yeah, like it's some, not his wife though is it i don't think well i think they had some sort of we see problems. his wife they have some sort of problems and they said they split up or whatever and he had temper problems so it probably was like an affair or something that's that's yeah. the assumption is like you know from the information that we've been provided that's and we're never seeing this person before we kind of think oh well this is maybe a you know some sort of backlog memory of of sam's you know but i think that's very scary to think that you have no control of these memories that you 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 have and that's malfunctioning like because when we see mm. sam says in the film like when he's uh, play, doing with his model like i don't remember when i started this or when i did this but i remember doing this and i remember doing that like so it kind of begs the question of like when did that start when did you start remembering things yeah well isn't that like maybe it's the other sams that have made most of that yeah no no they, 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 yeah i mean obviously I that's, that's that's the the conclusion that we come to and but, it is mentioned yeah that, you but know, because you're you're on this you're on this base that's pretty much you know all the rooms look the same and your day is pretty much the same i think every day isn't it it's just kind of keeping these things and going and sending off this energy back to earth that yeah like you could vary you know it's like almost like lockdown isn't it you know like i think everyone when we were in like the proper lockdowns like yeah weeks would just every day was pretty much the same and weeks could just go by and it, you you'd kind of wouldn't know I, you know i don't know like your memory i can remember my memory getting a bit crap and you, I, i'd do things and be like i can't remember doing that or you well, know, I mean, it's, it's just... like if you walk the same route all every single day, like I, I do this when I run, like sometimes I'll forget I've done it in a day and I'll, I'll, I'll like, you know, you'll mm. ignore that piece of information and you'll subvert it. But I, I think it begs the question of when did this information, why, like what point did like, right, we'll clone them, but we'll only give them memories of this, this, this and this. Like when did mm. that start? Like when did Sam start becoming, you know, in, in the inferno? Like, I suppose it's uh, like it begs the question of like how long have they been up there? How long have they had to update Sam's? Like every time that they well, I think his his daughter who I guess when they're when when they've got the recordings that I guess are from the when the original Sam was up there is like a child, isn't she? When she's like, she's like maybe one, one or two. two, yeah, and then now she's like fifteen. She, yeah she's 15 so it's, he's been up there for yeah so for quite a few years potentially unless those recordings were made later mm. um i don't know unless they've kind of yeah that was just something that they added in to well, I, i'd imagine I they know. were just to supplement sam with kind of information it's like the jerry's daycare sort of thing i always think of that like where he's <laughs> like it's almost that mascot of Beth yeah where, like, like oh, oh yes Beth. <laughs> I I think to me that's the exact same feeling I got from it. It was like yeah. almost like they were just like they're yep. just giving him these like things like oh the factory settings always too high and he's just going off to make his little model or whatever. Yeah, no, I get that. Like they're like oh yeah, we'll give him. You know, he can have a few kind of like things from like our corporate board being like we're really proud of you way to go you're doing a great job sam like god bless america rock and roll yeah. and then like yeah his wife and his kid can be on there for a little bit. Like yeah, go talk to daddy like. Well, I suppose that just shows how kind of evil and kind of sinister this corporation is, is that they're prepared to utilize information. Um, again, we forget this is a person. You know, when multiplicity comes into stories, it's easy to start thinking, oh, well, life doesn't really have any meaning. Like these people, you know, clones don't have any really inherent sense of mm. purpose because they're, you know, they're one of many. But 
we're one of many <laughs> like we're yeah, we're all yeah. humans like yeah we take different forms we have different egos and personalities but yet we're the same you know we don't think life is any less valuable well i suppose that's where an interesting question comes in is or an interesting idea is that you know we have certain systems which divide and sort of um bisect our kind of like our our Mm. meanings and values and like we use systems to value and tally up how much people have life and value like a doctor yeah yeah. you know over i don't know someone you know like a I think of you know maybe like a four court cashier like you know that they're yeah you know, they're not comparable as as positions but yet one we'd see well yeah that person's more valuable to society so they get to live longer yep they may come from the same background they may be of the same yeah. you know like that's a very I think that's a very troubling thing is like you so know what what yeah would you what what makes life more valuable and there's also that thing of um if we're talking about duplicity and, and like you know if, you, if there's like a thousand sounds or something there's that you know the thing of you know when you maybe read about someone dying in really tragic circumstances like one person it's it's tragic but uh, it gets to a point i think where you and i think i guess that's that's another thing with you know with with the pandemic and you know quite a lot of places reporting on like daily deaths that it's it's i think it's too hard for the human brain to comprehend like a thousand people a day dying it just becomes a, it becomes a statistic because it is just we can't comprehend how much that how many lives that's impacting and, and the effect of that on people's lives it's just, it's just this abstract number it's a thousand that's a lot but we you know but we we can't kind of you know, we we don't know a thousand people you we couldn't imagine a thousand people dying and the amount of impact that 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 necessarily or, or you know or a million people dying or two million people dying the amount of impact that that can have so i think there is definitely that thing of like yeah you know if there's if there's a thousand sambals it's almost like well you know what's you know if one if one passes away there's still 999 sound bowels and what's the but 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 that's still a life even if it's this kind of you know like the at one point it's been the same life and then those clones have kind of gone off and done other things yeah it, it kind of and especially when you verse two of them together at the same time you know it, it, it's kind of like one either you know we see one's healthier than the other one's deteriorating but yet they still have like they're still part of the same person they're still this yeah. same timeline as you as you mentioned is like you know this this same kind of um like you know same part of this person which i i think it's it's scary it's scary to think that it's scary to think you know that that that's inherently worthless or will be worthless just mm. in the in the st- you know stacking up of the numbers yeah, and although one is better at ping pong than one the other is... or table tennis, um, <laughs> well, they kind of go back and forth. Sucks. Like one's better at like punching that. I can't remember what, what it's called, but it's that like bag. He's like oh, the kind of little boxing thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's funny though, isn't it? Because Sam teaches the old Sam teaches the new Sam like things that he's clearly learned from his years of being patient. Like he's mm. this, this time has passed and he's become a different person. Like, obviously, I think that's what the film is trying to say is that, you know, over time in isolation, you may become a different person. You may become very more calm and patient, you know, when mm. I think this, the new Sam is the model of like how Sam usually acts is like when it or when he came to the base or when he had this copy version is he's very hostile he's very kind of aggressive he's, he's very kind of like standoffish he, he even says doesn't he the the old sam he's like yeah like i can see what she meant about you having a temper like you've got to get that in check like yeah. you know you're 
you're not acting okay. Yeah. And how that can and differentiate people in, in the kind of larger senses. Again, that's another thing of like, you know, there's two versions of the same person who have like, you know, exactly identical, exactly identical intellects and everything. You know, they're, they're comparable workers. But yet, if you subject someone to so- something for a certain or one of those clones to a certain stimuli mm. for a certain amount of time, they're going to come out very differently than the other. Which I think just is is still a, another thing was just like it that shows us how that can happen in humans in general is that we can become very different just by our experiences like we're basically mm. the same but we've just done different things to or different routes definitely definitely yeah so uh, yeah thank thank you everyone um for tuning in and yeah hopefully we, we will be back again again soon with the next episode um if you haven't already follow us on Facebook uh, Twitter Instagram um get in touch. Uh, if you if you like the show, if you don't like the show, like don't get in touch. Fuck it, no, I'm joking. Don't get in touch. We <laughs> still want to know. Yeah, still get in touch. Yeah, if there's any movies that you'd like us to do, like drop us a message and we can. Yeah, we will we'll, we'll endeavour to to analyse the shit out of them. Um, so yeah, the station signing off and uh, have a good weeks. Bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of The Station Podcast. If you have any thoughts about the film or what we've discussed today, please be sure to let us know at our Facebook and Instagram, as well as if you want to keep up to date with what we post and our schedules. Thank you.